in today's show, I'm looking back at the preseason, looking back at a mock draft that I did, a one-man mock draft, and looking at what I got right and what I got wrong over the course of the 2020-2021 NBA season. Mickey Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. All right, so what we're going to do today is I've gone back. It's an article I write on Basketball Monster uh, every year. Uh, well, every year, last three years, I think it's been, and it's a one-man mock draft. So I'm drafting against myself. It, it is a, a tough thing to do, but basically just allows me to you know, show people how I would draft certain players based on ADP and team builds and all that sort of thing. So I thought it was a good idea to go back into this. Now, this draft was done on November the 30th. Uh, that, I, that I wrote. Actually, it was, that's when the article was published. I was probably done you know, three or four days before that. So it was after the NBA draft and free agency, but not that far after it. So we didn't have really any preseason stuff to go on. So this is what I'm looking at, sort of the first, first go-through of stuff that I did in terms of things that were right, things that were wrong, hits, misses, reasons why, that sort of thing. And you're going back over this and enables me to reevaluate my thought process in doing it. You're where I can improve as we move forward and the, the things that, are, that I need to stick to or things that I need to change in terms of analysis and projection. So let's get into that right now. And we're going to start by looking at round one of uh, picks that I got right or wrong. Um, I think this is, is an interesting one here. Luka Doncic had an ADP of four which was too high. And I constantly said that there was a top five players. And this is all basically, this mock draft was based on category league. So most of this is about category league stuff. Um, Luka Doncic had an ADP of four. I was you know, staunchly against picking him in the top five for category leagues, points leagues, top two, top three, no problem. Um, and I think that worked out. Now, again, I picked him at seven in this mock draft. His per game ranking this year was 18th. So if you picked him at four, you'd be pretty disappointed. But if you did punt free throws, he was the sixth ranked player this year. So I picked him at number seven. I'm uh, I'm okay with not spending that top five pick on him. So I think that that is, you know, for the fact that you, you knew you had to deal with a free throw issue with Luca. I think that works out all right there. And the same goes with Yanni, who I picked at number three in my mock draft in a punt free throw build, which is, again, was something we always had to take into consideration with Antetokounmpo. He ended up as the second-ranked player on a per-game basis in a punt-free-throw type scenario. So that worked out. And his ADP was five. I reached a little bit higher than that. And I think that those two worked out pretty well for me in round one. Now, the two, well, two of the ones that didn't work out were pretty rough. Anthony Davis at number two. Now, you can say that you foresaw injuries from Anthony Davis, and that's fine. He hadn't actually really been injured in the last two or three years prior to this. So that, that, for as much as that narrative surrounds Davis, that hadn't actually been the case for him. You can say that he was going to be rested tons. That actually wasn't the case again. He didn't just you know, routinely sit out bunches of games. He got hurt. So that didn't really uh, yeah, tie in. What I didn't or nobody saw coming was the fact that he just wouldn't be good on a per-game basis. He was the 31st ranked player on a per-game basis. He still played 32 minutes a night, but the rebounding disappeared. 
His efficiency dropped way off. He had a true shooting of under 56%. He was just not very good. His ADP was two, so I wasn't alone in picking him in that top area. But it obviously just did not work out. And it wasn't because of rest and going easy. And it wasn't just because he got hurt. He just wasn't very good. And I don't really understand why that was. Because he was absolutely really, really good the year before that when he played with the Lakers. Did he go easy during the regular season? We'll see how that pans out for this Lakers team when uh, yeah, they're sitting yeah, currently in the play-in game, which hasn't uh, hasn't begun yet. But that was, that was a weird one. And the Devin Booker one was obviously a poor pick as well. I picked him at number 11. He ended up as the 54th ranked player. His ADP was 14. So I was a little bit earlier than where he needed to be. But in that area from, say, 8 or 9 onwards was always a little bit of a shit show in terms of who would be picked there. Yeah, the guys who ended up in that range were Butler, uh, Beal, Vooch, Tatum, Levine, those sort of players. Um, and I thought Booker would be able to maintain what he was able to do the year prior. Um, step up a little bit. I was a little bit concerned about how the assists would go alongside Chris Paul, but they they fell off a lot. But his numbers, they just they just weren't, again, they just weren't very good this season. 54th ranked player on a per game basis for Devin Booker. It's all well and good that the team was better because they were significantly better. But he, he only scored one fewer point. So where, where did it go wrong? Well, it was losing those assists that really did hurt. Um, and one of the big things for Devin Booker was the free throw numbers went from 92% from the line. And we talk about this, or I talk about this all the time, and you listen, maybe you don't, maybe you just have it on the background, whatever it is. But you look at him, you go 87% from the line. Sick. That's so, so good. It is, but 92% last year on seven attempts yielded a Z score of 2.59. That is a huge number. This year, 87% on 5.9 attempts yields 1.15. So while 87 is unbelievably good, it's not 92. And we've got to remember this with Miles Turner last next year. If he goes from 3.5 blocks to 2.5, 2.5 could still lead the league. But it's going to just wipe 20, 30 spots off his ranking. And that's exactly what this unforeseen, um, well, not necessarily unforeseen, but a big, big drop in his free throw percentage yielded. He went, and he'd been 87, 88 the, the two previous years. And he was at 86.7. Again, still really good. And he shot 89% over the last three months, Booker. So that's worth remembering because he was he was just really bad. It's like 81% for the first two, three months of the year. And then if he had a shot at that high level, he would have been maybe top 20. That's how big of a swing that is. And that's one that I got wrong there for sure. Let's look at round two. I was pretty interested in taking Kyrie Irving in round two. In fact, I did. I picked him at number 16. He was the sixth-ranked player this year on a per-game basis. And you might say, yeah, but he missed time, Josh. Well, he was the 11th-ranked player on in totals. So he didn't miss that much time. He was excellent when he played. And even the games that he missed didn't drop him down far enough. So for me to get him at number 16 when his ADP was number 25. So I did go out on a little bit of limb there. And I copped criticism for that pick. How can you possibly take Kyrie there? Well, it worked out pretty well. So I was happy with that one. Jason Tatum, an interesting one there. I picked him at number 15. His ADP was um, 11. He ended up the 13th ranked player. There were people who were picking him at number nine. So the reason I've got him here as a positive pick for me is that I didn't reach too far on Tatum. I didn't go into the top 10 to grab him. I got him um, after, I picked him after his ADP. And yeah, his value fell outside of his ADP, but he's still around that area. So that's why I think it's it's a pretty solid pick. It didn't hurt you. If, if you went and picked him at number eight or number nine, maybe that ended up hurting. If you got him um, around yeah, 13 to 14, 15, where I picked him, I think that's the, probably the right spot. 
I had Bradley Beal at 19. I just thought that Russell Westbrook would have a a larger impact on him over the course of the season. He ended up the 12th ranked player. His ADP was 16. So I got him after ADP. So ADP didn't expect him to finish as the 12th ranked player. But I think what we saw also to begin the year is Westbrook's injuries impacting, uh, making Beal put up those better numbers because over the last two months of the year, Beal was 43rd. He was 21st over the last three months of the season, which is basically right in line with what I expected. So if Westbrook had been healthy to begin the year, I think this is actually probably the right pick. So even though I'm putting it in as a bit of a miss, um, I think my thought process behind it was right. And that was proven out that when Westbrook took over, um, Beal ended up as like a 20 to 30 ranked player rather than a top 12 first round pick. So I think my thought process is right. I just didn't expect Russell Westbrook to be absolutely shitful for the first two to three months of the season, meaning Beal's numbers, where he was like the seventh ranked player for the first two months or so, Beal, and then it slowly, slowly drifted away. Um, I can't have a show where I talk about what I screwed up without talking about Yusuf Nurkic. I picked him at 20 in this mock draft. Now, I think as the off-season stuff went on, I would push back on that and I'd take him more at the 26, 27 mark. Um, remember, he was the ninth-ranked player in uh, in bubble numbers last year. His ADP was 37, and that started out at about 70, and it kept coming in and in and in as the season went on. And in the end, I ended up probably in some of the mock drafts I did missing out on Nurkic because people were reaching too high. I obviously reached too high for him at number 20 here. He finishes 96th per game, but I also didn't expect him to be just completely lethargic for the first two months of the season or month of the season. I didn't expect him to play 24 minutes a night for 70% of the year. What I expect is what we saw from him down the stretch, where that per-game ability is still there. The minutes were able to push up. I thought they'd say, well, you are our second best player. You should play 32 minutes a night, and there we go. But he wasn't able to do that. Over the last two weeks of the season, he was the 39th ranked player in only 27 minutes. If he plays 30 a night, he will be this guy. He will be a top 25 player. It just didn't happen. I didn't expect that not to happen. I didn't expect at times for Cantor to take his minutes or for him to be completely disengaged and have low usage and have poor efficiency and then miss a bunch of time. I didn't expect any of that to happen. I think he's going to be underdrafted or under ADP'd again next year, and I'll probably fall for it. I won't fall for it this high. But again, why I picked him that high, we saw why. We saw why at the end of the season, it just didn't play out over the course of the year. Guys, if you're looking for a part for your car, why would you go into one of those local chain stores? For a start, your car might not be working, so you can't get there. So that seems like a waste of time. But they're also going to just dick you around with excessive prices or parts not in stock, and the bloke's going to talk down to you, mate, you probably need a 420 carburetor. And I'm going to say, mate, I don't know what that is. And he's going, yeah, it's going to cost you a grand. And I go, mate, I don't know what that is. But I know that you're ripping me off. So I'm going to go straight to rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices you prefer. Because those prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. None of this pricing tier garbage that these other stores have. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? The answer is you shouldn't and you, and you won't. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, next one. Let's look at the, my round three picks. How about the big fella? It's Bosa. It's big Bosa. Bosa's him. 
Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic. Now, you might look at this and go, Josh, you picked him at number 25. He was the 14th ranked player. Why is that a good pick? You were off on him. And to that, I say yes. But I also went ahead of ADP. His ADP was 30. And he was sliding into third rounds for many people. I took him right at the turn. So basically a second round pick. And even though I didn't expect him to be as good as he was, I was still ahead of where uh, he was going. And yeah, that might be considered a reach for some. Uh, but he was able to turn his game up this year. So I was happy with that pick. I also did the same with Chris Paul, whose ADP was 36th. I took him at 29th. Again, the risk associated with that, him going to a new team, injury, age, that sort of stuff. ADP 36, I was ahead of that. He ended up beating my draft position, but it's still value if you took him at that spot there as he ends up as the 22nd best player. What stunk? Well, Chris Paul's teammate, DeAndre Ayton, was just shithouse. Did I expect DeAndre Ayton to become absolutely just invisible offensively? I picked him at 26, which you know, is, I think, I think fair enough. His ADP was 21. So while I've got this as a miss, I actually eased off from the ADP and that um, maybe saved a few of you from drafting him. But it's still, it's still a massive miss for him to be as shit as he was, averaging just 14 and 10 usage way down, um, free throw attempts completely not there, like helping the team winning a little bit more, but just the, the numbers has disappeared. And the next one is horrendous. LaMarcus Aldridge. I had him at number 30. Um, I just thought that Aldridge would continue to do what he did, play at center with the Spurs' new smaller, faster lineup, hit some threes, which he has done well and showed that last season. But he was just bad. I didn't expect Greg Popovich to come and say, LaMarcus, mate, you're cooked. Can you just sit on the bench for a bit and play limited minutes? I did not expect that at all. I also, of course, didn't expect him to retire with a heart uh, arrhythmia. Didn't expect that to happen, clearly. But even on a per-game basis, he was shitful. And I went ahead of ADP for him because I thought he's just Mr. Reliable. You're going to get great field goals, great free throw percentage. That's fantastic. You'll get some scoring. It'll drop below 20 points. That's fine. He'll block some shots. He'll grab some boards. It's one of those safe big men in those mid-ranges. And that was wrong. He was just, he was bad. Look, before the, the, the circumstances around him retiring, he was just bad. Simple as that. Screwed it up. Let's go on to round four. Like this one, the crucifix, Christian Wood. His ADP was um, not where he, where he was ended up being. Let me have a look at his numbers. I think I put the wrong number in there. Oh, yeah, his ADP was um, at number uh, 54. And I took him at number 38. So I'll, I, and the, the, the way I look at this one for, um, for Wood is that he was rolling until the ankle injury. Now, he ended up as the 61st ranked player. So yeah, me picking him at 38 does seem too high, but he was putting up numbers significantly better than that before he hurt his ankle and the Rockets went into full tank mode. So I, I do think that, that yeah, taking him above ADP was probably the right pick. And I, I'm pretty certain that taking DeMontis Sabonis at number 41 was, uh, was a pretty good selection. Again, he was much better than that, but his ADP was at 48. And he was a guy that I highlighted. He was actually my cover image for points leagues in terms of biggest sleepers. Uh, I thought he was a top 20 points league guy. Obviously, that panned out pretty well, but he ended up as the 17th ranked player. I chose him at number 41 in this draft, which again was ahead of ADP, but could have gone a lot higher. Now, the next two are, are pretty poor. Jaron Jackson Jr., I took at number 43, but again, at this point of the year, the information I had, he, he would miss two weeks of the season. I didn't expect him to miss five months of the season. Not an expectation. Um, and his per game numbers, he was the 71st ranked player. So even when you compare that to ADP, it's it's not great, or not ADP. Compare it to where he was selected. It's not great, but um, 
you know, considering he only played 23 minutes a night to be the 71st ranked player, uh, it shows that if he had have come back in mid-January and ended up playing 30 minutes a night, it would have been good value there. But it didn't happen that way, so it's a bad pick. His ADP was 62 as well, so I went a little bit of ahead that based on that information that I had. And I think the lesson to learn there is guys who are entering the season injured, be really, really cautious and, and don't take them. Mitch Robinson, um, yeah, look, it was frustrating for Robinson, for sure. His ADP was 48. It took him at 46, so right on that mark. He was the 101st ranked player. His scoring was non-existent. His free throws were terrible, 49%. But look, in general, when we're looking at him, we understood that the free throw percentage would be a problem. And if I have a look at where he was in terms of his punt free throw value, he was right at number 70. So it's not that bad of a number, but still he wasn't able to crack the top 50. Um, the block numbers really, really dropped. 1.5 blocks for Mitch Robinson. This is a bloke that you would hope to get 2.5. And that just shows that if those block numbers and your category value is really tied into that one number, which can be quite variable and quite volatile, that um, you can be in trouble if it disappears. And that's exactly what happened here for big Mitch Robinson. Um, yeah, just a, just a shitful decision to take him that early. Let's go on the next one, round five, uh, Magaporta Jr. Um, I think that one ended up okay. Now, he was another one of those guys whose ADP was insane to begin the year. It was like so wildly out. It was like 100, 120 or something. So he was a guy that I was smashing in on. I ended up taking him at 53. His ADP by the end of the draft process came into 74, but that's still, you know, obviously 20 spots out from there. He ended up as the 43rd ranked player, and the end of the season, he was much better than that. So I take that as a pretty big win if you got Porter in that area. Malcolm Brogdon, I had him at 58. He ended up um, on a per-game basis as the 53rd ranked player, but his ADP was at uh, the old 69. Giggity! So I think taking him yeah, ahead... A full round ahead of ADP worked out pretty well for you to get Brogdon there. And this next one's shitful. Uh, Tony Warren Jr. I don't I don't even remember my thought process of picking him at 50. My thought was he's going to get overdrafted here because of what he did in the bubble, and I don't want to be a part of that. And then I have a look, and his ADP ended up at 60. So somehow I picked him ahead of ADP. I don't really get that. And then he played, what, two games? Or he played four games, actually. And even on a per-game basis, dreadful. 253rd ranked player. Nothing would go right. Didn't hit a single three. Didn't block a single shot. No other numbers were there. He was just bad. And that was an obvious waste. And same with Eric Bledsoe at 52. He was dreadful. Did not finish as a top 200 player, despite no injuries and playing 30 minutes a game. The year before, like he was right in this area. I thought, okay, he'll come in. He'll play alongside Lonzo Ball. He doesn't need huge usage. He might actually play more minutes in New Orleans than he did in uh, Milwaukee. And I thought, all right, that, there's some value in him. Uh, obviously not. And yeah, two months into the season or a month into the season, you went, okay, this guy's cooked. And the minutes are frustrating and he's, he's a drop. So that was a, an obviously a burnt pick. Guys, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. The NBA playoffs are here and you can get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to that website, use our promo code LOCKEDON, and if you sign up today, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Not only does it taste great, though, it is healthy. These bars, they taste just like a candy bar, and it feels like you're indulging in a delicious treat. 
Uh, I had mine this morning. My uh, white chocolate, uh, white, white raspberry uh, cheesecake. Pretty good, uh, pretty good bar there. Which unfortunately is not available anymore. But there is nine delicious flavors, and if you don't know which one's your favorite, buy a mixed box. Eighteen bars. Nine flavors, two of each flavor. You can try which ones you like. There's not going to be any that you don't like, but you can try which ones you like the most and then buy a, a box of that flavor. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories with four grams of sugar and just four grams of net carbs. And if you go to builtbar.com, you can use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. The promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at builtbar.com. Let's have a look at this next round. Johnny Wall. I had John Wall as the 69th ranked player. Giggity. Um, that's not ranked. I had him. Sorry, I drafted him at 69 in this um, in this mock draft. His ADP was 56th. He finished 97th on a per game basis. So he was a guy that I was, you know, at that draft pick, I was like, avoid him. I did, you know, obviously go too early at 69, but in most cases he would have been picked if we're going by ADP there. So I think that ends up as a win. And then I've got Kemba Walker on this list as well because Kemba again was a guy entering the season with an injury. I probably, you know, I applied my theory to Kemba. I didn't apply it to Jaron, which is a mistake on my behalf. But Walker's ADP was 60th. And you might look at this and go, well, Josh, he finished the season as the 60th ranked player. So is that a win to pick him there? And the answer to that is no, because on a total basis, he was the 113th ranked player because we knew that he was going to miss time to begin the year, and he did. And we knew he was going to miss back-to-backs, which he did literally all season. So when you knew those things heading in, you knew he would miss all back-to-backs, you knew he would miss time, you're saying that, well, on a per-game basis, he equals my ADP. That That's that's a waste. That is a bad pick. And me avoiding Kemba and you know, waiting an extra round to grab him, well, still not the greatest decision at 72, probably what it should have waited to 80. I think it does. Um, I think that ends up as a good player to avoid there. Kevin Love, shithouse. I had him at 67. I, of course, didn't expect him to miss every game after game two with a calf injury and then just be completely disinterested all season. I thought that we'd get an opportunity for him to be solid as a flyer pick there. He was not even solid when he played. And then Jalen Brown on the other end of things. I had him at number 65. I just wasn't sure what step he was going to take forward. Like, where was he going to go? Like, his ADP was 53, so I was a bit off on that. But he was even significantly better than that, ending as a 29th-ranked player. I didn't expect him to be as good as he was, take that big leap forward in both field goal and free throw percentage, which he did. It did regress somewhat, but his usage went up. His numbers were fantastic, and I I didn't see that. So that's a miss for me from Jalen Brown. The round seven ones. um, Again, look at this one. You say, well, Josh, you got Colin Sexton as a positive pick. You had him at you picked him at number seventy four. He ended up at number seventy five, right? And that's all true. But his ADP was ninety seven. So I went like twenty plus spots ahead of where he was being drafted, and said I'm pretty confident with that. I almost nailed it straight on. So I think that's a win to get him in that spot. He was a guy again that I banged the drum. His ADP is too low. It is too low. It is too low. Go and grab him, and that worked out pretty well for me. And the same with Lamelo Ball, whose ADP was um, yeah at ninety seven too. And I said, nah, screw this shit. Let's take him at 65. Now, he finished the season as the 60th ranked player. So even I, he was better than I anticipated. But I still was getting him in a lot of spots. And that worked out pretty well. I was way off on Clint Capella. Um, I had Capella at number 81. I just wasn't sure. Um, And again, I think at this point, I was really worried because he was coming in and they were saying, oh, he's actually still got some heel and Achilles uh, soreness. And I went, oh, shit. That's what ended his year last year. I am worried about this. His ADP was 59, so I let him slide. But he ended up beating that 42. He was ended up ranking. I didn't know how it would work with him and John Collins and Gallinari. 
Would they play him 32, 33 minutes? Would they play him 30 minutes? But even in, he did. I got that right. He played 30 minutes, but he was unbelievable. 15 and 14, he averaged. I thought his usage was way higher than I expected it to be. He was just significantly better than I anticipated. And then Kobe White was much worse. I took White at 79 in that draft. Um, it's, I don't think that was too far off his ADP. I'm just going to bring that up. White's ADP was 85, so it's about the right area, but we all got that wrong. He was the 122nd ranked player. He got benched during the year. He just didn't play well. His shooting was horrendous. He, he averaged 0.5 steals per game. That is almost impossible to do. He played 31 minutes and averaged half a steal. Dreadful. Assists weren't there. Shooting numbers were off. I should have... Uh, was I marginally swayed by what happened in the last four weeks of last season? Probably. Almost definitely. And I should have looked at what he did to begin the season, which was bad. And he was bad again this season. Let's look at... Round eight had Jeremy Grant at number 87. He ended up as the 76th ranked player. Obviously, he was much better than that to begin the year, then dropped off, but his ADP was 104th. So you're going again 20 plus spots ahead of that ADP was a pretty good result for me. And then same with Ivan Fournier, who I picked at number 89. He ended up as the 88th ranked player and his ADP was 106th. So again, going 20 spots, two, two rounds, two and a half rounds higher than ADP. Yeah, planning your flag, saying, no, I'm happy with this guy here. Even though he didn't yeah, smash through my draft spot, I pretty much got those guys right on. Uh, Blunty, James Wiseman. This is another one of those ones where I, where I look at it and go, you know, I, get, I got swayed probably by people saying the Warriors are going to start him which they did, that was true. They're going to play a lot of minutes through. And okay, that's fine. So that's probably going to result in some good field goal percentage. It's going to result in some pretty high block numbers and good rebounds. Take the upside there on, on Wiseman for sure. Yeah, and this is a guy that I talked a lot about saying that I don't think he's a very good player. I didn't have him in my top three in the draft or top four. I think I picked him at five in my last mock draft. In some of my mock drafts, I had him at nine. I was not high on him as a player. But I think I looked at it and went, well, okay, I don't think he's a very good player. Um, I don't think he's going to be a very good player this year. I don't think the Warriors should prioritize him, which I said multiple times, but the word was they will. And they did. He was just significantly worse than I or they or anybody expected. 255th ranked player. So maybe on that sort of, I've just got to stick and go, well, I don't think he's very good. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to adjust the NBA. I think it's going to be a real, real rough time. And, and go with that rather than, oh, look at how good his numbers can translate rather than me just going with, he's not that good. And then Boogie Cousins. I picked at 95. So you're not wasting a huge amount there to get Cousins at pick 95. Um, his ADP was 103. So I went ahead of that. And my my thought process there was, well, let's there was talk. Hey, let's play him next to Christian Wood. And at this point, the Rockets, they they... They, outside of PJ Tucker, there was no other power forward. Jay Sean Tate was not even a thought process. I don't even know if he'd signed at that stage. So I didn't know who the hell was playing power forward for them. It was going to be PJ Tucker. And I went, okay, PJ Tucker plays his 32 minutes or whatever. Who plays the other 16 there? There was nobody that really came to mind. Tate was not a thought process at all. So when our cousins might get 10 minutes there, he might get 15 minutes backing up Christian Wood. There was no indication for me that he would start over Wood and had no thought on that at all. 25 minutes of DeMarcus Cousins can be a top 100 player. Much, unfortunately, he's just absolutely cooked. He can't move. He's rooted. The percentages were done. He averaged nine points in 17 minutes, and he was just bad, 106. But again, he still played only 17 minutes. It was 169th ranked player. So the fantasy stats can be there. But that was just a complete misevaluation of how many minutes he could actually play. Um, and yeah, I won't make that mistake again. Round nine, Stormin Norman Powell. Now, again, you look at that and go, Josh, you picked him at number 100. 
and he ended up way better than that. He did. He ended up as a 74th ranked player, but his, his ADP was 114th. So I went ahead of that, hoping we'd get a, you know, some really positive value out of Powell. But we got way more. He was like one of the best shooters in the NBA for big chunks of this season. As much as I railed on about that being unsustainable, which it obviously was, I still thought that you know when we look at where he was drafted, I was you know, much higher than uh, than ADP on him. And he ended up as the 107th ranked player over the last month in Portland, 97th over the last two months, over his last 30 games, which is basically bang on after that shooting did drop off. I had Rubio at number 101. He ended up as the 115th ranked player. So why is that a win? Well, his ADP was 84. So basically I was saying, nah, nah, we're not picking him at 84. We'll let him go and we'll see where it goes. Now, 101 still ended up being too high, but I think in a lot of cases that would have enabled you to avoid him at that ADP mark. I thought Alfred Payton would be the Knicks starting point guard, and I was correct, 100% correct. I didn't think that he'd become 100% useless and that Thibodeau would play him 15 minutes a night. I thought, this is Tom Thibodeau. He's got his starter here. He will play Alfred Payton 30 minutes, 28 minutes, 35 minutes. Shit, will he play him 40 minutes because he loves his veteran shithouseness. I don't know what it is he loves about him. But he continued to start him as foolish as that was. He just didn't play any minutes. And Peyton was unbelievably bad. He was disinterested pretty much all season. He averaged 24 minutes a night, but shooting was terrible. He got no steals, which is one of his big strengths, and no assists. I did not expect Tom Thibodeau saying, Julius Randle, you are our point guard now. Didn't see that coming at all. And that is where, you know, taking that flyer on Peyton there didn't work. Same as taking the flyer on Killian Hayes. Not only was Hayes uh, injured for much, much of the season, he wasn't good for most of it as well. Shot 36% from the field. The five assists, there's something to work on. He showed me plenty of flashes down the stretch, but still it was a wasted pick at number 107. In round 10, I picked Delon Wright at number 115. Wright obviously exceeded that through many different factors, but his ADP was 145th. So he was like a last minute thought process. Hey, take a flyer in your last round. And I was way higher on him than that. Should have been higher. Now, some of the stuff worked out because you know, Hayes got injured, right? Rose got traded, and then, of course, Fox and Halliburton got injured in Sacramento. So there's plenty of factors that played into that, but I got him there. Also, Gallinari. Now, again, look at this one for the Italian cock. Hands off my cock! Also, I got reprimanded yesterday because in my nickname and sound drop video that I did, my son decides that was the one video of mine that he was going to watch. Because, Dad, what's your, uh, what's your nickname and sound drop video? Oh, yeah, he goes, I've lost respect. <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, you had one job to get these things right, and you said that the Italian cock sound drop was from Captain Falcon in Super Smash Brothers Elite, when it's actually from the character Falco. So here is my correction that I am issuing. That sound is from Falco, not Cap- Captain Falcon. And I hope, Ben, I hope you gain respect back for me for issuing my correction. Anyway, Gallinari, he was at, um, his ADP was at 76. Absolute insanity. And that I claimed that was insanity at the time. So I said, I'll let him fall and fall and fall. I took him at 110. That still was way too high. He was the 147th ranked player. That ADP made no sense. It was ludicrous at the time. So I think you know, me having him in that spot meant you could avoid him at all costs. And hopefully you did. This is another one round 10 where I look at these picks and go, I know DeAndre Jordan's not good. I know Marvin Bagley's not good. I, I should have more stuck with my thoughts on how bad they are versus oh, maybe their coaches will, uh, the pressures of Irving and Durant will mean Jordan starts and plays 27 a night for Brooklyn. 
maybe the fact that the Kings are the, one of the worst organizations in the NBA and they will play this guy who's significantly worse than almost any other option, big minutes, and then he'll put up big points and rebound numbers. Maybe, yeah, that, that was my thought process. I know these guys are bad, but I don't trust their, their teams to realize that. Uh, their teams did re realize it though. Jordan was the 171st ranked player and kicked out of the rotation really early on. And Bagley was the 233rd ranked player, even though he was injured. This is a per game basis. He's just not good. Like he just is not good. He averaged 14 and seven with half a block and 58 from the from the line. So they were picked too high. And that was yeah, probably against my better judgment. Because again, part of the projection process is what do I think of a player? How do I think they are? But how do I think their coach views them? And I, I can't get inside another man's head. Giggity. It's very hard for me to know what they're going to see or if they just get fed up after two months. But maybe I've got to weigh more of my evaluation of those players, which can go wrong easily as well, into what happens with these guys. And the same happened with Whiteside, where I went, oh, he's shit ass. I think he's terrible. But will the Kings realize he's terrible? I didn't have faith in that. But they realized it, which was great. Good for them. Congratulations. Round 11, Mason Plumley. I had him at 129. Now, he ended up a top 100 player when he played and, and, and wasn't too tired. I'm not tired. But his ADP was 141. So I went ahead of that and said, Look, he's a great pick. Round 10, round 11, let's go. Let's take him. And the same thing with Darius Garland. I picked him at 130 and he was the 83rd ranked player. But I could not have stressed enough how much that his rookie season did not define him and how much you should be grabbing him in these last rounds. You have to take flyers on Darius Garland was one of the things that I said so often. And again, it worked out brilliantly, even though I was off by 50 spots in how good he would be. You know, you've got to you've got to weigh that in terms of um, upside and what the actual draft position is. Because if you take him at 80, you'll you lose all value. You take him at 130, you gain so much value with that pick. Karis Levert was an interesting one. Obviously, I didn't foresee him being traded to Indiana, nor did I foresee him having cancer. But he ended up the 56th ranked player on a per game basis. I had him at 125. I think if he stayed in Brooklyn, he probably would have been in this area. But he went to a spot where he was able to play more minutes and get a lot more of the ball. And then Darius Baisley, again, people were taking him higher than this at times. His ADP didn't reflect it, but a lot of the drafts I was in, he was going in the top 100, which was crazy to me. But even he did not live up to me picking him at 121. He was just bad. I don't think he's a great long-term prospect. I've, I've stressed that multiple times. I just thought, he's the guy there. He's going to get the minutes and the shots. Unfortunately, just none of those shots went in. And he was pretty poor. Let's look at round 12. And this is the last one we're going to look at um, because at this point, yeah, if you, if you pick a guy and he doesn't pan out, that's exactly what round 12 and 13 is for. But I think Jakob Pertl was a pretty good pick for me. At this stage, we didn't know that LaMarcus Aldridge would get traded. We didn't know that LaMarcus Aldridge would get benched. We didn't know that they'd put Pertl in there. And his ADP was 149. I took him at 138. He ended up 110th. I just took that fly saying, I, I know this guy is, is actually can be a good player. And even in minimal minutes, 20 minutes, 21 minutes a night, he can get you enough field goal percentage, rebounds and blocks to make a difference. And if shit goes down and if Aldridge does end up getting hurt or, or they make a decision to start Pertl and Aldridge, and his numbers will rise significantly. And that's sort of what I banked on there. And that worked out pretty well for me, I think. Guys, that's, that's it. We're done. Let me know what you think about these hits and misses. Yeah, how shit I was, how good I was, whatever. Drop it in the comments on YouTube. But also make sure you are following along this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the new Odyssey app, plus YouTube. You know what to do. Thumb me up. Ring my ding -a ling Drop your comments. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Share it. 
Tomorrow, I'll be back for a full NBA playoffs preview so you can tell me how, watch the games, you don't know basketball, how can you pick this team? I'm looking forward to it, can't wait for it. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.